Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. It's where I share my personal deslobification process. I'm completely honest about my successes, successes, failures, struggles, more successes, more failures, more struggles um, of getting my own house under control. And as I figure out what works, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, even the ones who don't like cleaning and organizing. I have several eBooks that are out. Um, I've been doing this for five years almost, which is getting a little bit hard to believe. Uh, but I started out completely clueless when I started blogging. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I was doing it just to stay focused. I really thought it would be a couple months and then I'd have my house under control. (laughs) Um, and then I was going to start my real blog about all the things I was actually good at. Um, but instead I'm still going. And one of the things that surprised me the most was realizing that I am not the only person out there who felt so completely overwhelmed and bum fuzzled or whatever other words you want to make up, uh, with about, you know, how my house kept constantly becoming a disaster. And I, I just didn't understand it. So I worked to try to figure things out. And I started to realize that as people would find my blog and would start reading it, they would go, these are my thoughts. These are exactly the things that I go through and the things I struggle with. So I've realized there are a lot more people out there. Well, when I started, uh, you know, I have made huge strides. I mean, I'm my house, it's still always going to go back into disaster when I get into tunnel vision, working on a big project, because that's my personality. I do plays. I was a theater teacher. Um, as I work on big, huge things, then, you know, it just kind of explodes and gets crazy. But the truth is, um, I now know what it takes to get it under control. And I know exactly where to go back. And I've put things in place that keep it from getting to what it used to be when it was disaster status. So after I've been blogging a couple years, Um, after many, many, many requests, I guess I'd been going three years at that point. I wrote 28 days to hope for your home because I realized, oh, I can't tell people how to have a perfect house, which is basically what I thought everyone wanted. But I realized I can tell people how to get to a point where you have hope and you think, wow, this is something I can actually handle. I don't need to be completely overwhelmed and hopeless anymore. And so that's what 28 days to hope for your home does. It takes you from any point, either just a point of being completely overwhelmed and not knowing where to start, or just from being, you know, overwhelmed with having kids and saying, okay, what is the most basic stuff that I absolutely have to do to keep things under control? That's the ebook that will help you with that. I always say it's not for the mildly disorganized. Okay. If you're thinking, how can I, you know, I want an ebook that tells me how to have my house perfect in 28 days. You will be sorely disappointed. Don't buy it. But uh, if you really are overwhelmed, this is the instruction book for you. Um, I've also written Drowning in Clutter, which has decluttering strategies, which I talk about all the time on my website. Uh, but I also have another ebook that I wrote two years ago, right around this exact time of year. And I call it Teaching Kids to Clean. And it is based on my own personal experience teaching my own kids to clean. And before I get going into talking about what that means, uh, I just want to say that it is on sale for this month, May, 2014 for $3. It's normally $5. It's on sale for three using the code summer 14. And if you go to 
the show notes for this podcast on podcast number 30, which is hard to believe. Just go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts and look for podcast 30 and you will find a link and a reminder of what that code is summer 14 to get to that ebook. Um, I also want to make sure before I keep going that I mentioned that you can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash connect and find links to all my social media channels, Instagram, uh, Facebook. We have, I think, I think we're at 73,000 fans now. Yes. Um, but it's just amazing how many people out there there are that identify with these struggles that I truly believed were were my own. And I get emails and comments all the time. People saying, I thought it was just me. I'm so relieved to know that I am not the only person out there that struggles like this because most people don't talk about it. And I never wanted to talk about it either, but that's, I've ended up having a blog about it somehow. Anyway. Um, so now I'm willing to talk about it and share what works for me and what doesn't, but okay. So getting back to teaching kids to clean, when I started the blog, I was, um, I just, you know, felt like I was holding on by my fingernails, trying to get my own house under control, getting habits in place that allowed me to, uh, you know, start to see some traction and progress in my house. I started my blog on the day that my second child went to kindergarten. So I have three kids. I still had one who was three at the time and she was home full time. Um, that's when I started. And so it was getting back into the school year and everybody knows that the real new year is back to school for moms. I mean, that's just when we kind of, you know, rethink how things are going to go. We get into our schedules again and, you know, that's, that's a real new year for moms. So I was, um, you know, with the start of the routine of school, that's when I started the blog. That's when I started getting my house under control. And by May of that next year, I had made huge progress in my home. I was seeing humongous changes. And so I had established daily habits that I was using. And I'd also established my weekly cleaning tasks, which is in another podcast that you can find listed under um, my podcast at a slobcomesclean.com slash podcast. But I, you know, talk about my weekly cleaning task, which means that I assign one major cleaning task to um, each day of the week and uh, weekdays, basically. But I did that and I, I was really making such great progress that I was scared to death of the routine free summer. Now, I want to make sure I point out here that I love summer. It's my favorite time of year simply because my kids are home full time. I mean, I, I don't homeschool, but I love having my kids with me. And that's, you know, my absolute favorite time. And so I, I didn't want to dread summer because I know there are moms who, you know, do dread summer, but I don't, I love having them home and I didn't want to become the one who dreaded having them home. Um, but I was scared. I was scared to death that not having my routine was going to throw me into complete and utter chaos because the summer before I started my blog, Okay, so we're talking about when I'm getting to a point of complete desperation that made me start the blog. So a couple months before that was summer, and um, I knew that summer is crazy. I mean, just not having the same routine is, is hard on any home. 
So I had decided I, I've got to figure this out. I've got to figure out how to get my house under control. And if you've listened to my early podcast, you know that part of the reason for that was I wanted to start a blog and I couldn't justify doing it because my house was such a disaster. So I was like, okay, summer's awful. So I made charts. I called my normal friend. I said, okay, because I knew she involved her kids in cleaning and her house was always clean. I said, okay, give me some ideas. Well, she's all about charts, which is great. Uh, But I had these charts and I even, I think I even used clip art, clip art. And I put my charts up on the wall in the kitchen. And I said, we had a big meeting the first day of summer. And I said, okay, kids, this is how it's going to work. We've got these charts and I need you to help with, you know, everybody's going to have a different job each week. That's going to be your job in the kitchen. Somebody's going to wipe down the table. And of course my kids were seven, five and two, I guess at this time, seven, five and three at this time. No, they would have been whatever. I'm so sorry. They would have been something around that. Sorry about that. I'm mommy brain issues. Anyway, they were young. And, you know, so we had these different things assigned to them and they were going to, um, you know, do all these things. And I said, you're going to get a sticker. And I had, I had gone out, even though I had a bunch of stickers, I had gone out and bought more stickers that were really, really cute. Because I thought this is what's going to make the difference is cute stickers. I mean, you know, if they've got cute stickers, they're totally going to clean house, right? So I had these stickers and I said, as soon as you fill up your chart, or as soon as we fill, I don't remember all the details. As soon as we fill up our chart, we are going to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Now, if you don't live in a place with a Chuck E. Cheese, just know it's like a kid's dreamland. You know, that's there. It's a place that has all these games and toys and pizza. I mean, it's just the greatest thing ever. And we don't live near a Chuck E. Cheese. I think the closest one is probably 45 minutes to an hour away. So it's a big deal for us to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And I wanted to take my kids to Chuck E. Cheese. And I thought, okay, well, we'll fill this up and we'll, we'll, you know, get this system down and there, that'll be their incentive. We're going to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Well, let me just tell you, we never went to Chuck E. Cheese that summer. In fact, I would have loved to take them to Chuck E. Cheese, but because I had said, you have to fill up this chore chart first, um, we didn't never get to go. And I felt horrible about that. And it was horrible mom, mommy guilt because it's not their fault that we didn't fill up the chart. It's my fault because I'm the one who's supposed to be teaching them and keeping them consistent. But what happened was the first week went great. And then the second week was vacation Bible school. And if you help out at vacation Bible school at your church, or if your kids even go, you know, that is one crazy week of your summer. And I'm talking you get going in the morning and it's summer and it's just crazy because you're not used to getting up and going in the morning, but you have to go, especially when you're helping and you have to be there early. And then when it's over, everybody comes home and they're completely and totally exhausted. I mean, it's exhausting to go to VBS. So that week happened. We got completely off of this new turnover a new leaf. Our whole life is going to be different starting today thing that I was trying to do. Uh, and then it never got back onto it. And so we would randomly remember to put some stickers on there and, and, you know, do our chores. But the truth was it was a huge total failure. And a lot of that was because I didn't have any of these routines. My, I was telling my kids, look, you and me, all of us together, we're going to change our entire way that we exist starting tomorrow that doesn't go very well, just so you know. But 
I decided to approach things differently for this summer after I'd had the blog and had started getting my house under control because the truth was I now had routines. Before it was me and the kids, we're all going to change starting tomorrow. It's hard enough to change the way I do things. It's a whole different thing to add in changing how I do things and kids. They're like, what, what? We're sweeping the kitchen. I've never seen you do that before, mom not really that bad, but really, you know, this was not part of what they thought was normal life. And so it was very difficult to just bring them in from the beginning. But once I had routines and they saw that, okay, we actually run our dishwasher every night, the floor gets swept more than, you know, once every three months, whatever, then these routines already existed. And I decided to bring them in on my routines. I wasn't going to try to do anything new and fancy. I wasn't going to change how we did everything. I was just going to say, okay, Tuesday's the day I clean bathrooms. Y'all are home. You're going to help me clean bathrooms. And I'm going to teach you how to clean bathrooms. And so that is my main advice that I give when people ask about um, other people and, you know, oh, well, how do I do this when my kids won't do something? Establish routines first, only worrying about yourself. This is how I did it. And then bring the other people in on those routines that already exist. So it's not like we're just, you know, starting from absolutely nothing. So instead of the way I did it the summer before with the big, this is how it's going to be. I just said, hey guys, it's bathroom cleaning day today. This is what I need you to do. I need you to go in here. Now I had created a bathroom cleaning checklist. And this is available for free at aslobcomesclean.com. I will link to it in the show notes for podcast number 30. But that uh, bathroom cleaning checklist, I had written out, I made it printable. I had it laminated. Okay, that's great. And I went out and I, I created um, bathroom cleaning buckets. And they were in bright colors. I got them at Dollar Tree, basically everything. Um, I made some homemade cleaners that I used because I didn't want my children using chemicals. So I got the, you know, little squirt bottles and put basically what I do is vinegar and water for uh, cleaning the mirror and um, vinegar and water and a little bit of dish soap for just general all-purpose cleaners. So I got these baskets. I had made sure everybody had a sponge. One of the things that my normal friend would tell me is she likes to use medical gloves for bathroom cleaning because she, you know, they're more disposable in her mind or something. Well, these are also smaller. You can get them in smaller sizes and they worked better for the kids. So I got them gloves. I got them their own pretty little bucket, their own little supplies and their own laminated sheet. Now, only one of my children at this point could really be independent in his reading. He was eight. The other one was six and he could read, but there's a difference between being able to read and being able to follow a a checklist because this checklist has 25 steps. And the reason that it has 25 steps is it's extremely specific. Nothing is left for you to figure out what it means. I mean, it's use a wipe to, you know, clean the handles of the faucet. Now use that same wipe to clean out the sink. Now get a new wipe, you know, for whatever. That is what, um, I I would be very specific in that. So my, what I basically did was my three-year-old got to have a, maybe she was four at the time. I, I gave her, um, you know, a little squirt bottle to, work in the little half bath and she squirted the daylights out of that toilet and she just 
squirted it and wiped it down and squirted it and wiped it down. And that's what she did the whole time. And she was happy. And I would go back in and kind of wipe it down again. And it was sort of cleaner, sort of, kind of. But I would work with my six-year-old because he could read it, but I, he just needed help, you know, staying on the directions. And then my eight-year-old would do it on his own. And eight-year-old, I mean, he was ready to be independent. He liked the fact that it was independent. So I brought them in. I prepared for it by making sure that the bathrooms were really, really clean before we ever started. Because it's one thing to ask your kids to clean the bathroom. It's another thing to ask your kids to clean a bathroom that hasn't been cleaned in a really long time. So, you know, and sometimes that requires your, your more chemicals, you to use more chemicals. And so I, um, you know, made sure that they were really, really clean and they had a good classroom. And that's one of the things in the ebook that I talk about is preparing your mindset and preparing uh, these areas that you're going to be cleaning and thinking of them as classrooms. Okay. Because the problem is sometimes when you don't have an educator mindset, which I come from a line of educators and, you know, was a teacher myself. Um, it's easy to think, well, you know, this is go clean the bathroom. Everybody should know what it means to clean the bathroom, but people don't necessarily. And when you're trying to teach children, then you have to break it down even more. And the truth is that there are adults. I mean, I've had a lot of adults that will say that they use my bathroom cleaning checklist for themselves because they were never taught the details of how to clean that. And the reason that I use that checklist is when I was a teenager, uh, I worked at a camp and this was the cleanest camp you can ever possibly imagine. I mean, seriously, it was so clean. You think of camps as kind of being dirty. This was so clean. We had a major cleaning schedule. And for every single thing that we did, we would be assigned, you know, this is my week to clean the bathrooms with a partner. And this, you know, is my week to clean the chapel. And this is my week to clean the lodge, you know, all these different things. Well, as we did those things we had a notebook and it had little sheet protectors that had exact instructions on how to do what we were supposed to do. And it said where the vacuum cleaner was kept, what we were supposed to do and in what order, what type of products we were supposed to use, how much of those products we were supposed to use. And it was very detailed and it really helped my, what I now know is a little bit ADD personality, uh, just to have it all spelled out for me. I don't like it when somebody says, oh, just go do this. And I'm like, well, I don't really know what you mean by that. You know, having it all spelled out helped me as a teenager and helped me learn how to clean a bathroom. I know, I now know how to be extremely detailed in cleaning a bathroom because I went through that process as a teenager with a very detailed list. I don't need the list anymore, but I learned it because I used the list. So I wanted to use that same concept for my children, give them independence where I don't have to be over their shoulder looking all the time, but helping them to do a good thorough job. So they really do learn how to clean the bathroom. So, um, you know, preparing my mindset, knowing that I'm a teacher, a teacher does not expect for one thing, does not expect all children to learn the same way. Even kids within the same family, they're going to learn differently. Some are going to need you right there. Some are going to need that independence. Sometimes that's due to age. Sometimes it's due to their personality. But, you know, knowing what it is that your kids need, knowing that you have to demonstrate how to do things. And I talk about this in the ebook. There's lesson plans for each of these different areas. But, you know, demonstrating that. Don't just say, you know, read this, but show them. When I say wipe down the counter, this is what I mean. 
as a mom, perhaps you know, that you tell a kid to wipe down the counter, you go in there and you look and there's still like toothpaste splatters. Well, they did run, you know, the rag over the counter, but they didn't actually, you know, run it over the whole counter. So showing them how to do that. Okay. So we start here and we go from one side to the other, from the other side, you know, to the other, which I have to tell a funny story, but (laughs) we, um, I have taught my kids as my mother taught me that when you wipe off the table, you brush the crumbs into your other hand so that they don't just go on the floor. Well, my boys have helped out with a little dinner at church before. And some of the teenagers didn't know to do that. And um, the teenagers didn't really react very well to my 10 and 11 year olds telling them how they were supposed to wipe down a table. Anyway, I know you could look at my table right now and think, how is this woman telling us that she's taught her kids how to wipe down a table? Well, whatever. But the truth is they do know how to do these skills, which is another part of the mentality knowing for me is, you know, honestly, that's my biggest fear in being a slob or struggling with these slob issues that I have and this not coming naturally to me. I fear not teaching my kids the things that they desperately need to know. I mean, being a failure as a mother, that's, that's what I fear. And that's what goes through my head is thinking, oh my goodness, I have got to teach my kids this. Cause I was the camp counselor who saw the kids who didn't know how to hold a broom and thought, oh, that child doesn't know how to hold a broom. But the truth is if I don't take the time to teach my kids these skills, then they're not going to know those skills either. But then there's the consistency issue. Well, that is where the beauty to me of saying, you know what? There were weeks where we didn't clean the bathroom over that first summer. But the truth was that since we had bathroom cleaning days, okay, which were Tuesdays, and we knew that Tuesday was bathroom cleaning day, that helps with my time passage awareness disorder. That's why I set it up to have different days of the week to be different cleaning days for me and my personal personality. Um, By doing that, then when Tuesday comes around, if we're not home, okay, that's the week when we don't get the bathrooms thoroughly cleaned. But if we are home and it's a Tuesday, then we know, oh, it's bathroom cleaning day. And so we do that cleaning on that day. And just being purposeful even one time or three times or five times, just deciding, okay, I don't have a bathroom cleaning day today, but, or any day set aside, but I'm just going to make a point today to say, Hey kids, we're going to clean the bathrooms and this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to show you how to clean a bathroom. The more purposeful that you are, even if that purposefulness is random and isn't as consistent as it should be, um, those should words always tend to get people like me. Well, but I should do it this way. Well, let's just focus on what actually works instead of worrying about what we should do. But just going ahead and being purposeful as much as you can about teaching them these skills means that they're going to get the skills. They may not get all of it, but they're going to get it. Every summer, we focus on this. Some summers we do better than others, but I focus on, okay, guys, you know, it's summer. You're going to help with cleaning the bathrooms. And uh, last week, my boys this year supposedly are in charge of cleaning their own bathroom. It's my fault that I don't think every Saturday to have them clean their own bathroom, but I'm trying to do that. So last Saturday they were cleaning their bathroom. It was time. And my 12 year old said, mom, we don't need the list anymore. We know how to clean a bathroom. (laughs) Oh, that was like the best thing I've ever heard because that means I've succeeded. The kid knows how to clean a bathroom. 
the kids know how to sort laundry. I'm going to give you ideas in future podcasts on specific ways to help teach these things. But my point is for you to get your mindset right and know that you're the teacher. You have to view your bathroom as the classroom, which means your, you know, whatever other area that you're cleaning as the classroom, which means it's not going to be perfect the first time, but you go back and you evaluate. So the kids, I'll let them do something and then I'll evaluate it and say, Hey, look, you missed these spots over here. Here's a great way to do that. You know, here's how I make sure that I get the entire counter clean as I'm working on that. Um, you know, looking at, you know, you evaluate and then you reteach and then you evaluate again And then you have some kind of a reward when it's over. You know, the bathrooms are clean. Great. Let's, you know, go to Sonic and get 50 cent um, small slushes between two and four because that's one of the things that my kids love to do. You know, we'll we'll do such and such today because um, we've spent this time working and cleaning our house. Um, So I'm going to end that today. I know this is a little bit shorter podcast than usual, but next time I'm going to talk uh, about specifics for cleaning, uh, certain areas of your house. I'm not going to say what they are because I'm actually recording this ahead of time and it'll be two weeks and I won't remember what I said. So anyway, but I will go through two of the specific areas and just tips on that. Um, in the ebook, I have age appropriate chore lists for each area. I have, um, printables for you to actually give to your kids for readers and non-readers. Uh, the bathroom chain, the back bathroom lists are, you know, like a picture of a toilet and it has numbered arrows going, okay, you clean here first, because honestly, my biggest fear in just letting my kids go into the bathroom and clean without some kind of very definite instructions is that I can't handle the thought of somebody cleaning the toilet and then cleaning the, um, sink faucet. You know, that just freaks me out to think of somebody cross-contaminating and all that kind of stuff. So the order that things are done in are, are very important. So there are lists like that in the ebook. And I will talk more specifically about, um, two specific areas next time. And in the, in the next podcast, I will talk about two more specific areas. Thank you so much for joining me today. I greatly appreciate those of you who have read, who have left reviews in iTunes. I am actually in Stitcher now. So if you'd prefer to listen to it through your Stitcher app, you can search for a slob comes clean there. And I would love to get reviews there as well. Um, you can go to a slobcomesclean.com slash connect to find me on all my social media channels, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google plus. I mean, really, is anybody actually on Google plus? I don't know, but if you are, I'm there, uh, under Dana K white, and you can find my links on that page, a slobcomesclean.com slash connect, go to a, a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts and find, um, the show notes for this podcast number 30. And I will see you again next week. Thanks. Bye.